You're listening to a podcast from 702. Online, smartphone, DSTV channel 856 and on 92.7 and 106 FM. This is 702. It is seven minutes now before four. Let me welcome on the lines Dr. Bongani Ngulunga. He speaks on behalf of President Jacob Zuma. Dr. Ngulunga, good to talk to you. Good to talk to you, Colonel. Thank you very much. Um, so many developments, uh, particularly today, unexpectedly in court, the president's lawyers deciding to withdraw the challenge uh, to interdict the state, the so-called state capture report from being published. Why the sudden change of heart? Well, I mean, let's go back a bit, Colonel, uh, to, to where the matter started. I mean, you recall that when the president made, made an agent court interdict, it's because he was of the understanding that the report that he thought would be issued by the then public protector was an interim report. And so that is what he had applied to the court uh, to interdict. <clears throat> and then subsequent to that, he then uh, asked the question of the public protector's office whether the report was final or not. And he got the answer that indeed the, the report was final. I and mean, that's when then he made an application <clears throat> to change uh, his, his main application for a court interdict. I mean, into a declaratory order because he is of the view that his constitutional rights, especially the constitutional right that every citizen has a right to administrative action that is um, reasonable and procedurally fair. And so the president thought that though that right had been breached. But what he decided to do this morning was to withdraw that application uh, because he thought it was in the interest of justice, but he also wanted the matter to be resolved quite speedily. And now what he intends to do is to read the report. I mean, he only received it a few minutes ago. Is to read the report and then take a decision about whether he thinks his rights have been breached or not. But Dr. Ngolunga, the president has dealt with the public protector a number of times before and knows very well that if you are aggrieved by any public protector's report, you have recourse. And recourse is to take it for a review. Why did he not wait uh, until the report is published? And if he's aggrieved, then take it for a review. It's very simple. But no, but you say, say, of course, I mean, that is true. But Colani, let us remember what the issue was. The the president got to know that he was an implicated person, I mean, according to the Public Protector Act on the 2nd of October. I mean, if you read his papers that went to the court, I mean, that is the argument that he makes. And so his argument all along has never, about, has never been about whether the report should be published or not. All he asked for was that he should be given an opportunity, an adequate opportunity, to make his representations, to answer the questions that are posed to him, so that when the report is uh, written, his side of the story is known. I mean, and the public protector... But Dr. Ngolunga, the the president had a four-hour meeting with the former public protector dealing with these issues. Instead of answering questions, we are told that that the president's lawyers kept on insisting that this report and this investigation be deferred to the new PPA as opposed to him answering the questions at the time. So he did have time to answer questions. No, no, no. no, no. I think we should take it right from the beginning from March because I, I think uh, there is a site that is not known about this. I mean, so the first time the public protector, as far as I know, I mean, and I've read it in the president's papers, wrote to the president was in March. And what the letter said, or that there is this complaint 
about uh, state capture, and I think the complaint was from the leader of the Democratic Alliance. So I'm informing you that there's this complaint. And two, if we have any, what I mean, said, I do not have the resources to do the investigation, but if we have any information that you can bring to me about this, uh, fair enough, you could do that. Now, that letter didn't reach the presidency because the email address that was used was wrong. And so the public protector corresponded again in April. And I think it was 22nd April to the president and said, I realized that you didn't receive the correspondence, but here's the letter attached that I had written to you in March. The next time the public protector wrote to the president was on the 13th of September. Now, that letter of the 13th of September requested a meeting with the president to discuss two main things in particular. One, it was to discuss, uh, to give him uh, an update on the, um, the progress that was being made on the investigation and to discuss the issue of, uh, if I recall, of the president's son's business relationship with the Gupta family. Yeah. It was not to say the president was implicated. Those are the two main reasons. And of course, after looking at the president's diary, the public protector's office was given the date of the 6th of October for a meeting, which was agreed to by everybody. All right. On the second, on the second, this is a crucial point, Tonani, because I think that's what the contention is about. On the 2nd of October, which was a Sunday, if you check your calendar, another letter came to the president that notified him that he was an implicated person and gave him a lot of questions, including questioning him about meetings of some people, I think about 20 people or so, and sometimes about events that went as far as 2010 or so. So the nature of that meeting of the six had changed. It was no longer to update the president about the progress that had been made, but it was to talk to him now as an implicated person. And so the argument that was made in that four hours was whether the time that had been given, because remember the president got to know about the letter on the third, whether he needed to be given adequate time to answer a lot of questions that had been presented to him in a letter of the 2nd of October. So remember that it's not like a question whether you went to send him. I mean, these are pretty detailed questions about who did you speak to on such and such a date and all of that. So all the president has always asked for is to be given an adequate opportunity to participate in this process. But Dr. Nguluma, what what you're not telling me is why did the president not respond to the email dated April 2016, 22nd of April? But, I mean, it was the letter that was sent to the president in, in April. And remember what the letter said. I do not know whether you have it. What the letter said was, I had written to you in March... Yeah. about this complaint uh, that has been brought to me by the leader of the Democratic Alliance. Yes. So I'm informing you about this. Yes. I do not have the resources to do the investigation, but I do intend to investigate this matter. So it was information. And the next time the public protector communicated with the president was on the 13th of September. But still, the, 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 the letter in April does say that this is a complaint. And the, when we know what the complaint was about, the complaint had to do with the deputy finance minister alleging that he was offered a position of the finance minister. Why did the president not respond to that letter? No, but, but, but remember, that's the reason why there is a significant difference between that letter of April and the letter of the 2nd of October. 
Because remember that the Public Protector Act is quite specific about what it means to be an implicated person. When you give a person a note that you are an implicated person, if you look at the letter of April, there were no specific questions that were posed to the president. It was. It basically says that there is a complaint about you. If you look at the at the correspondence of the second of October, it gives quite detailed information and asks the president detailed questions because the status has changed. Tony, this is significant. No, it is significant, but it is also significant yeah, that that the changed. the letter of April. Is, is, is mentioning something so important to the role of the president. The president appoints people. There's an allegation that a certain family has been appointing people to cabinet on his behalf. So that is, and he knows about it very well, but he decides to ignore this letter from April. Why? But, 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 Tonani, that is that, that allegation and claim that is public knowledge. I mean, the president knows about that. He has answered questions in parliament about that. What 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 is different about the matter? Just give me an opportunity here because it's a sure. very important issue. What is different about the issue of the second of October is that it's not just a general allegation. I mean, because then I mean, if the president was being asked to say what do you say to this, the president has okay. said many times. I mean, I let me I let me just let me stop you here. Yes. I'm going to take the news because I'm I'm late for news, but I really want us to, as you say, it's an important point. Let's conclude this discussion after the news. Is that okay? Okay. 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 Fantastic. All right. Dr. Ngulunga speaking for the president. Alani Gwala on 702, your number one news and talk station on 92.7 and 106 FM. Nine and a half minutes after four. A very good afternoon to you and a warm welcome to the second hour of Afternoon Drive. My name is Golani Gwala. Good to be with you. All right, then. Uh, We still have on the line Dr. Bongani Ngulunga. He speaks on behalf of the presidency. Uh, but also, we now have the benefit of the Public Protector's Report, which has just been released, and I've got it right in front of me. Of course, it's a 350-page report, uh, but uh, I, uh, I'm able to at least um, quote certain parts around, particularly the issues that uh, Dr. Ngolunga and I were talking about before the news at 4. Dr. Ngolunga, thanks again for staying on. Thank you, thank you, Tony. All right, so I'm just looking here right at the beginning. This is that in page, no, page 13 of uh, 355 pages. Unfortunately, I don't have the report in front of me. So I, I, I understand, I understand. But, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you yeah. what it is, and I'll read it so, so that perhaps then uh, we can talk about the discussion here. Uh, it yeah. just it sets out what happened and the, and, and the claims, and then it talks about the investigation process, I think, which is what we, you and I were talking about. Yeah. It yeah. says... The investigation process commenced by notification of President Zuma of the complaints received and that I intended to conduct a formal investigation into the complaints lodged. I also invited President Zuma to comment on the allegations. My investigation was conducted through meetings and interviews with the complainants and witnesses, as well as inspection of all relevant documents and analysis and application of all relevant laws, policies and related prescripts. So it also then, and I'm going to come back to this because this is what you and I were talking about just before four o'clock. Um, having considered the evidence uncovered during the investigation against the relevant regulatory framework, I made the following observations. One, regarding whether President Jacob Zuma improperly and in violation of the executive ethics code allowed members of the Gupta family and his son to be involved in the process of removal and appointment of the Minister of Finance in December 2015. That's one. 
and uh, and then under that there's a, a lot of president zuma was required to select and appoint ministers lawfully in compliance with the executive but i want to go back to this issue of the process so the public protector says i notified president jacob zuma and i'm assuming that is the notification that came in march but couldn't get through to the presidency and sent again in april and you seem to suggest to me that the president found no need to respond to that notification no, but uh, I think uh, we need to be specific here because I'm, I'm also trying to look at the Public Protector Act. Because what, what it was in March, there was a letter from the Public Protector to the President informing, because I think perhaps we should use these, uh, these words uh, quite carefully, informing the President that there was a complaint. I, I mean, I remember there will be complaint from the Democratic leader of the Democratic Alliance. The reason why I'm choosing informing it's because in the letter of the 2nd of October, it was putting the president on notice that he was an implicated person. And I think the lawyers will tell you that these words, I mean, have significance. Indeed, the public protector did write to the president in March and wrote to the president in April and wrote to the president in September. So the main issue is what was the content of the letters that the public protector wrote. I mean, if you look at the court documents that were submitted by the president, it was informing him that there are these complaints and that uh, the president, if he had any information, he could assist the public protector. But let us also remember what the letter of March says. It says, I do not have HR resources, so I still have to assess whether I can do this investigation or not. Where the things really changed dramatically is the letter of the 2nd of October, where the president is notified that he is an implicated person and detailed questions are posed to him. Because, Tolani, it's one thing for somebody to say you practice witchcraft, but it is something completely different when somebody says, I saw you doing it on such and such a day. That is the difference of that letter of the 2nd of October because it came with very specific questions about specific claims where the president was was involved and the president was asked to answer those questions those questions had never been posed to the president any time before but so you're saying it's justifiable for the president to ignore the letter of april no i'm not saying it is justifiable but i'm saying if we use if somebody says there is a complaint it is fair enough because we do know that this is, is a matter of public record that there had been claims about this state capture matter, and the president had gone to parliament to say that he, the, the Gupta family was not involved in the appointment of ministers. And so if that is the answer that was required of the president, it is public knowledge. But the issue about the investigation, and especially the letter of the second, it was going beyond that point, I mean the general point. It was coming with very specific questions which concerned very specific claims uh, about uh, the president and that is what is significant about the letter of the 2nd of October because it was not just telling him about the complaint but it was saying there are people who have come before me who have made very specific allegations about you answer to these questions so, and by the way according mm. to the public protector act I'm putting you on notice as an implicated person. That is the first time that language is used uh, when corresponding. Okay, to the so 2nd of October, which is a Sunday, and of course the president has, yeah, has to prepare. He only sees this on, on, on the 3rd. But then he, he has a meeting. Um, in fact, the public protector says two meetings were scheduled and, and the president cancelled. Yes, remember, he, the first time a request for a meeting is 
if I'm not mistaken, is the 13th of September. And the purpose of the meeting is not to question the president as an implicated person. It says, I'm asking for a meeting so that I can give you a progress report about this investigation I'm doing, and two, so that I can discuss your son's business relationship with the Kota family. And the presidency comes back and says, 6th of October, let there be a meeting. Mm. But when the letter of the 2nd of October arrives, the nature of the meeting changes completely. The president now is going to a meeting as an implicated person. And there's tons of questions that he needs to answer. And he gets to know about that on the 3rd, and the meeting is on the 3rd. And that is the reason why then the president says he has a constitutional right to administrative action that is procedurally fair. Mm. That you cannot ask me about incidents that go as back as 2010 and within a few days and, and expect me that I'll have all the information that you are asking me to provide. And the solution is devised, i.e. that uh, the, the, the public protector mm. will provide the president with written questions. Yes. That is true, but remember, the president but also invokes the Public Protector Act, which says that an implicated person has certain rights, one of which is to have access to evidence that has been provided by witnesses, and two, is to question witnesses determined by the Public Protector. And that's what the president then invokes, that I need to exercise those rights. Because we cannot say that those rights, which are in the law, in the Public Protector Act, do not have to apply to the president. All right, so I've, I've got to wrap up. Um, one of the things that you mentioned is that the, the part of the interdict had to do with whether or not this was an interim or a, 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 a permanent report. I'm not sure what the difference makes. The president, again, has dealt with the public protector's office and yeah. knows that um, uh, there are processes, there are times when the public protector will give implicated people interim report and even publish it sometimes. Yes, but, but remember, I mean, the significance about... An, an interim report, and that is the reason why the president was making an application, that he wanted to be given a chance to comment on this report, to answer the questions adequately as they have been posed to him. But if it is a final report, then there are certain obligations on the public protector to publish that report. And that is the reason why the, cha- the president changed his application when he was informed by the public protector that the report was final. Changed his application. My understanding is what was only changed today, or at least withdrawn. Well, to- I mean, remember that the, the application he had applied to change his application from being an application for an agent interdict into an application for a declaratory order, and that is what today he decided to abandon. And he mentions why he did that that it was in the interest of justice and the speedy uh, resolution of this matter that uh, he withdrew so that. He can see this report. I mean, and if he thinks that his rights have been breached, he can take it on review. A final question, and it may sound simple, but it is important. Is the president very worried about the contents of this report? Is the president worried about what this will mean uh, for how he has been doing his, his work? Well, I mean, the president has not read the report. <laughs> it's quite difficult for him to be worried. But he knows about, the questions that have been about, asked. About, well, I mean, he knows the questions that have been asked that he has been not given an adequate opportunity to answer. Because if he had been given the opportunity to answer those questions, perhaps the report uh, that is already out uh, might have come out differently. But, I mean, the nice thing about our constitutional democracy is that we live 
senior society where there is a rule of law. And so if the president is not happy with what the report says, he has a right uh, to judicial review. And he will decide, he will take that decision what, once he has read the report. Okay, Dr. Bongani Ngulunga, I must thank you for your time. Thank you very much. All right, President's spokesperson, Dr. Bongani Ngulunga. Listen, we'll be getting reaction. Our reporters are looking at uh, the entire report. I just uh, obviously read a, a particular uh, extract that I was looking at a little earlier on. But uh, we'll certainly bring it to you um, as, as comprehensively as we possibly can before 6 o'clock here on 702.